guys, and welcome to Odson La Liga Six Match Day because we have uh, midweek games, even if tonight we have uh, still a, a game of the fifth uh, match day, Barcelona Granada. But Alvaro Romeo is with us to analyze these new games. How are you, Alvaro? Very well, thank you, Edu. How are you? I'm very good. I enjoyed a lot this match day in La Liga with a great uh, last game, Valencia. Real Madrid still to see, of course, what uh, Barcelona is doing with Granada, but we have another bunch of games. So, guys, leave a comment below, ask any question to Álvaro about uh, the games we just saw and, of course, his predictions about the midweek games. And don't forget to click on the like if you enjoy our videos, subscribe and click on the bell to get notifications on Tuesday. Let's start with another derby of Madrid, uh, Getafe. Atlético de Madrid is always very funny, Álvaro, when I check the stats for this Getafe, Atlético de Madrid or on the other side, because I don't think there is a head-to-head -head, uh, more strange. In all La Liga, the last season, there was a goalless draw, actually, against uh, Getafe and Atlético de Madrid. But before, we saw 13 consecutive victories without conceding a single goal for Atlético de Madrid. Last time Getafe scored a goal against Atlético de Madrid was in 2011. Hmm. So this is very strange and probably Álvaro is very odd also to see Getafe scoring in this game. I would never put my money on this because they have zero points, five games, five defeats, only one game scored. They lost against 3-0 against Rayo Vallecano. So all is very negative for Getafe, even if it's not good for Atlético. Yes, it is. And uh, since Simeone arrived at Atlético de Madrid, Getafe hasn't been able to beat ever uh, Atlético Simeone. Mm, I think that the overall scoreline is like 39-0 for Atlético de Madrid since Simeone arrived. Uh, I'm talking about Atlético versus Getafe. And it's difficult to believe that Getafe is going to change this dynamic this time or this Tuesday because the truth is that uh, they haven't been good this season. They lost against Rayo Vallecano the other day, 3-0, uh, and they are 19th on the table with zero points. It's true that against Rayo Vallecano, they could have scored. Uh, Emne Sunal um, had the penalty, uh, he missed it. Or I will say that Dimitrescu, uh, Rayo Vallecano's goalkeeper, did a, an excellent save. Uh, and Unal as well in the first half, he hit the post with the free kick. But anyway, that doesn't uh, mean that Getafe um, has uh, a powerful attacking line or uh, they've got a firepower up front. The truth is that last season they already had a hell of a problem to score goals. This season they are keeping it. And Atletico, uh, on the other hand, it's not that they are playing the free-flow attacking football that one would expect uh, from a team having Griezmann, Joao Felix, who is suspended for this game probably, um, Luis Suárez, uh, Correa and many more strikers that you can, you can name. Against Athletic Club Bilbao, they didn't create a lot of chances. I think that my club, Athletic Club Bilbao, was as good as Atletico and in fact, we did have chances to win it. Uh, Iñaki Williams and Villalibre had a couple of really good uh, goal occasions, but they, they couldn't just uh, beat Jan Oblak. And at the end, Atletico de Madrid, at the minute, they are struggling to play well. They are struggling to create chances, even though they never created a lot of chances, even in the best Simeone time. Uh, and I do believe that it's not a good moment for both teams, but of course, Atletico is a better team. They still haven't lost this season, which is important too. Um, they 
have the possibility of scoring at any time, even though they don't have an at a torrential a attacking because uh, Griezmann or Luis Suarez, they are up there. So I'm going to go for the following. I do believe that the win to nil for Atletico de Madrid, a classic of mine, is possible oh. here. That pays 240, actually. Uh, if you like, you can go for an Asian handicap minus one for Atletico de Madrid. That one, I like it a little bit less, to be honest, but that pays 250. But as, as I said, the win to nil for Atletico 240 is good enough. Sounds like a good bet. Rude Boy is telling us that Atletico Madrid struggle against teams uh, who sit back. Uh, for yes. sure, Getafe might do this and the bookies don't expect goals at all. We have under 2.5 goals, only 1.44 because, as you mentioned, Atletico, they are not creating as many chances as they should with the amount of quality they have up front. And Getafe, they are basically unable to score a single goal. So the next game on Tuesday also <clears throat> we have at Athletic uh, Rayo. Actually, these teams uh, played uh, last weekend against the other teams. You mentioned Alvaro that uh, your Athletic was as good as Atletico de Madrid. Actually, Villalibre he has a chance in the very last minute also for beating Jan Oblak and getting the three points out of the um, uh, Metropolitano Stadium. Whereas Rayo Vallecano is still very strong at home. Their coach is a very important uh, footballer in Atletico Athletics uh, history, and we saw uh, one probably the image of the weekend in La Liga, who is Radamel Falcao, the Tiger, El Tigre, scoring a very good goal in his debut for Rayo Vallecano. Yeah, he smashed the ball into the net really strongly. It's like he really wanted to, you know, to get back to his scoring ways of 2013 when he was a scoring machine in La Liga and it was very nice to see that. I think that Radamel Falcao may, might have found it a little bit puzzling what happened with him in his presentation at Rayo. I don't know if you remember Edu, but uh, Falcao thought that uh, it was going to be a big party, uh, you know, just to unveil uh, Falcao, to present him in front of the Rayo Vallecano crowd uh, last week. And instead, the, the Rayo Vallecano crowd was insulting and shouting at the president. But anyway, <laughs> all, all that is over. And when football started, Radamel Falcao proved that he can still be very clinical in front of the goalkeeper. And he is still one of the best strikers, in my opinion, uh, of the mid-table in La Liga, for sure, for sure. Any team in the mid-table in La Liga, even Athletic Club Bilbao, I would say, would like to have a player of the quality of Radamel Falcao to play at least 20 minutes. Uh, Rayo are playing really well. They scored three goals against Getafe. Uh, they are kind of entertaining as well. They scored eight and they conceded five. But I would like to say that the defense of Rayo Vallecano is surprisingly good. You take aside the game against Sevilla in the first uh, game of the season, which was kind of a cork opener for Rayo Vallecano after being some years in the second uh, division, in the second category. Um, and they, they have only conceded one goal in the last three games. That is pretty all right for Rayo Vallecano. I think that uh, apart from their scoring ability, they are proving that defensively they can be solid as well. When it comes to Athletic Club Bilbao, they drew with Atletico de Madrid. They have conceded only one goal this season. And that goal was a thunderbolt from Memphis uh, at San Mamés. I mean, that was unstoppable. I do believe that Athletic Club Bilbao center half uh, is one of the best in La Liga. Not the best, probably, but one of the best. Because they've got Íñigo Martínez, the academy player Vivian, then Geray uh, and uh, Unai Núñez, who is a player that at some point raised the interest of Liverpool. I'm saying that if Betis or Real Sociedad had any of uh, these centre-backs, probably they could be potential Europa League semi-finalists. 
this is what Athletic Club Bilbao is at the minute. It's a team that defensively is very good and probably one of the best defenses of 2021 in La Liga alone. So for this game, as much as I do like what Rayo are doing, I'm going to get the most speculative bet of the whole show. Athletic to win the first half. That pays 270. I like the value. All right, we are talking positive things about both Athletic and Rayo Vallecano. Of course, they started the season with the right foot and they got the good results in the weekend. We can't say the same for the next two teams, especially for Celta. We have Levante Celta. Celta, they are in relegation zone, only one point, and they lost again at the weekend and this time at home against Cadiz, a defeat that can really harm. Celta and Coudet, a coach that changed absolutely everything last season for the Celeste, but they started so bad the season, whereas Levante, four points, four draws in five games. The last one was against Elche, with, of course, uh, El Comandante Morales uh, scoring. No victories for them in the last 13 La Liga games. Álvaro, that's why the draw seems like the most likely outcome for this game. Yes, uh, you could say that. I think that uh, that's a very good result, actually, because uh, none of the teams are particularly convincing today. Let's start by the home team, Levante. I mean, the draw pays 345, by the way, so keep it in mind, because it's a very good bet, definitely. I recommend that one. Uh, but let's start by Levante. I mean, this season, they have shown that they are capable of the best uh, against Real Madrid. They were about to beat them. And they are capable as well of uh, disappointing weekend in, weekend out. I mean, against the uh, uh, last weekend, for example, they, in my opinion, they should have uh, been more competitive against Elche, and yet they considered first a goal from Lucas Perez. I think that Elche had a, a few more chances to score in the first half. The good thing is that Levante, then, they have a player like Morales, who can turn up any time, and even though he is not a prolific scorer, he is uh, a very competent striker and very creative one. And Morales scored the equalizer. Uh, then in the second half, Morales had another decent chance to score the second one for Levante. But the truth is that they are not winning. And this is a dynamic that uh, gets dragged from the last season into this one. I don't know how or when this dynamic is going to change, but Levante needs the points because four points out of, out of 15 is definitely not enough for a team that last season they did uh, a really good first uh, two-thirds of the competition, to put it some sort of way. Uh, Elche, on the other hand, uh, they've got uh, a very decent attacking line. I believe that the addition of Lucas Perez was always going to be good because this is a striker that has proven his scoring ability pretty much everywhere he's been. Uh, with the exception, perhaps, of Arsenal, where he had a difficult injury over there. But yeah, uh, I do believe that Elche can get better, will get better as the season goes by. And uh, if I was very pessimistic with them at the beginning of the season in the show we did uh, at the beginning of August, after the transfer window, I am slightly more positive. And Pastore hasn't started again then, uh, again yet for, uh, for them. And I believe that Pastore, at some point, he will step up and become... Uh, a substantial player in there. So for this game, the odds are a little bit uh, not very appealing for me. Maybe the draw is the best one. And the over 2.5 goals, uh, it will be very good as well. Uh, Celta, on the other hand, uh, their opponents, is in relegation. They got one point. Jago Aspas is not scoring at the minute. And the only player who is actually scoring the goals is Santi Mina. Um, so I believe that for this game, the, yeah, 
the draw and the over 2.5 goals could be my favorite thing. I go for the over 2.5 goals for the reasons that I said before. I don't like the defenses of uh, both teams. And on top of that, uh, some of the strikers like Morales, Santimina, or Yago Aspas, if there is a little resurrection of the player, uh, they can always score a goal anytime. Odds around 2.0, as we just saw in the website of Oddspedia, for uh, goals over 2.5 goals in this uh, Levante Celta de Vigo. Then on Wednesday, we have two teams that they started the season even worse than the previous ones. Uh, Espanol Alaves, also no victories for them. Alaves, zero points, the worst team so far in La Liga, four consecutive defeats, only one goal scored. They've been smashed in the weekend they lost 0-2 against Osasuna so absolutely nothing positive to say about them whereas with Espanol there is some hope of course they are coming back to La Liga they haven't won but they have uh, three points their last point was at Benito Villamarín Stadium 2-2 against Betis they scored in the last minutes of the game Cabrera was uh, the scorer, so there are more, I think, um, positive things to say about Espanol than, of course, for Alaves Álvaro in this start of the season, although I consider these odds to back Espanol very low. Yeah, maybe yes. Uh, I think that, generally speaking, if we look at the big picture, Espanol is better team than Alaves right now. They carry a decent dynamic from last season when they were in the second tier. Uh, I believe that Espanol at the beginning of the season, they got a little bit less than they deserve. Uh, even against Atletico de Madrid, I think that they could have, they could have drawn that game, but they, there was like a, an astonishing uh, amount of added time, which was in all fairness, uh, probably fair because there were many interruptions in, in the game at Cornellá between Espanol and Atletico, but the truth is that Atletico won that game in the 99th minute. And Espanol did a little bit the same thing against Betis the other day, because they won the, the game in the last minutes of the game as well. Uh, sorry, they drew the game in the last minutes of the game. I believe that this Espanol team doesn't surrender. I think that uh, they are happy playing in the top flight and they don't have any type of complexes. I think that they belong and they, they, they think that they belong to to this, uh, to this category, to the first division. And I was quite impressed by them. Uh, against Betis, uh, they were thoroughly dominated until the 75th minute, more or less. Uh, but Betis couldn't score the third one. And Espanol never lost the belief. And at the end, they managed to get a draw thanks to the goal from Cabrera in the 97th minute as well. Uh, of course, the uh, sending off of Pechela, uh, the Betis player, uh, helped Espanol a little bit. When it comes to, to Alaves, well, they are the most disappointing team of the season, in my opinion. I mean, they, they have been pretty bad uh, throughout the season. Four losses, uh, they have conceded 10 goals, they have scored only one goal. Their best striker, Jose Lu, so far, uh, is not playing very well. Lucas Perez is gone. It's difficult to believe that this Alaves is going to improve a lot. Uh, last season, they basically... Didn't get relegated uh, because they had a good uh, sprint of the season at the end. In the final uh, in the final five or six games of the season, they did the job. But I think that this Alaves is going to struggle a lot. So for this game, I'm going for for the following. Uh, a clean sheet for Espanol is something I could back here. That is 2-10. Uh, it will be, by the way, their third clean sheet of the season. So this is happening uh, for Espanol. And another one that is a little bit more speculative, if I may, but... Absolutely possible. Espanol to score in both halves, that pays 350. But I'm going to stay with the clean sheet anyway. I think that this is a little bit less risky. <clears throat> clean sheet for Espanol and Red Room. We all love the shining, by the way. 
has a question for you, Alvaro, uh, which is uh, very important uh, because uh, we are going to see three games in this uh, week. So some clubs might suffer because of that. Uh, he's asking us which one will suffer the most. So I guess the ones that have uh, a shorter squad, but you will tell me uh, how to use this in betting. Well, I think that uh, this you can use it in betting, in my opinion, uh, going for goals in the second half, because I think that as soon as the tiredness uh, appears, uh, goals are more likely, I would say, because the players that who can come, the players who can come from the bench uh, in the second half, they can make the difference. So I think that the tiredness uh, can be profited in the second half of the games, number one. And uh, I think that normally at this stage of the season, mid-September, late September, generally speaking, clubs and players want to play more because they want to get to their full fitness 100% ASAP. So the more games mean the more chances of getting fully fit uh, very quickly. If there is a team that is going to suffer this uh, midweek, I think that that's going to be Valencia. But we'll go with that later because they are losing a lot of players, they've got a lot of injuries and that can be very detrimental for them. But I hope that my answer uh, is good enough for you. So right now, Sevilla-Valencia, probably the most interesting game of the weekend. Uh, Valencia, they lost uh, Carlos Soler or Gaia in their defeat against uh, Real Madrid, but they played a really good game. They put a fight, perhaps they even deserve a little bit more. Whereas Sevilla, Álvaro, a slow start for them also this season. They are so favorites to win this game, 1.76, uh, but they are not winning. They had a goalless draw against Real Sociedad. It was the third draw in a row after the ones against Salzburg and Elche. But they also struggled against teams like Getafe. I think we all expected a little bit more from Lopetegui's men in this start of the season. Yeah, I think Sevilla has a terrific squad, but they don't have any, any obvious player who is way better than the rest of the team. I think that they all have a solid 7 out of 10. 8 out of 10 level, to put it some sort of way. And no matter how many rotations Sevilla does, the team doesn't change a lot. It doesn't get any better or it doesn't get any worse. Uh, that's why I pack Sevilla uh, to get far in La Liga more than to get far in the Champions League. Because I do believe that in La Liga, uh, week in and week out, they can always field and uh, line up a very strong squad. Um, I did like Sevilla in the Champions League against Salzburg in the second half because they were playing with 10 men and Lopetegui was fantastic with the substitutions. Uh, he did a couple of tactical switches, putting Lucas Ocampos on the right, like a right back almost, helping Jesus Navas and all that, things that you haven't seen before that work very well and Sevilla managed to stick or to, to keep the draw. Uh, but uh, it's true that against Real Sociedad they couldn't win and uh, so far Sevilla this season they haven't been uh, better than... Real Madrid, who is, in my opinion, the overwhelmingly favorite right now to win La Liga, according to what they are showing. Sevilla has shown the level of Atletico, more or less. So there is a room for improvement for them, but uh, they need to find that improvement soon because uh, this is an important game. Then they will be playing in the Champions League next week and uh, they are in a tough group in the Champions League with Lille and Wolfsburg as well. When it comes to, Real, uh, to Valencia, well, I think that the loss of Carlos Soler was... Uh, really sad for them. I don't know for how long he's going to be out. It looked like a muscle injury, but still, a muscle injury can keep you out for two, three weeks easily. Uh, that added to the Gaia injury, of course, doesn't help at all. Uh, and I believe that Valencia showed a lot of character uh, the other day against Real Madrid. And as much as they've got uh, players in the sidelines, the captain, Gaia, uh, let's see 
juez can or cannot play. The truth is that Valencia, they have become a very difficult team to beat. And on top of that, uh, they are wise again. They know how to stop the game. They know how to slow it down. And they press up front with a lot of, a lot of intensity. So I think that Sevilla for this game is the favorite because they are playing at home because they've got more players and because they've got a big, bigger squad. But at the same time, Maybe the first half is difficult because Valencia is going to put a hell of a fight. I know that. And I'm sure that Bordalas has a game plan against Lopetegui. So the first half draw is my favorite thing here. That pays 220. And probably uh, we shouldn't expect uh, many goals, although the odds are not that bad. For under 2.5 goals, we have odds around 1.8, which is not that that bad. But uh, again, a bit risky. David said that uh, he really likes actually the odds for Valencia, 5.8. 6-1, but perhaps after listening to your explanation and to the players that Valencia and Bordalas has now in the sideline, you change your mind and prefer to go for Alvaro's uh, recommendation, Alvaro's tip. Then let's go to talk a little bit about the leader of the Spanish La Liga, Real Madrid. They play at home against uh, Mallorca. We just mentioned how they beat Valencia coming back from behind in the last minutes again, as they did against Inter in the Champions League. And uh, Vinicius was uh, the hero once uh, again. He scored a goal, lucky one, and he gave an assist to Benzema. Bad news is only the injury of uh, Carvajal again. Problems for him, whereas for Mallorca, Álvaro, they keep collecting points. Very positive start for the season of the season for uh, Luis García's men. 0-0 against Villarreal. They are not conceding a lot in this season. Their only defeat was against Athletic. Away, what do you expect here? Because it's true that Mallorca, they don't concede. They don't score many goals. Real Madrid are leaking on the back. Probably Ancelotti is looking for a clean sheet finally. What do you see here? Because the odds for Real Madrid, of course, are very low. Yes, of course. I think that you have to, if you think that Real Madrid are going to win, uh, you have to avoid the outright market. It doesn't make any sense to to stick to it if you want to get a lot of value for your money. Uh, I do believe that Mallorca, they are having a very good beginning of the season. Uh, in fact, uh, the fact that they are eighth on the table uh, after being just promoted is pretty impressive. The draw against Villarreal uh, was... Uh, Really uh, fantastic, and I think that it's uh, a testament to, to how well this team works collectively. Uh, they don't have necessarily a lot of the possession of the ball. I think that this is a team that knows how to suffer without the ball. But then, uh, whenever they have the ball and they see or they spot the, the chance, uh, they've got players who can uh, turn up and make the difference. For example, the likes of Kubo uh, is a player that, who can take you on in a one-on-one situation, uh, dribble past you, and then, you know, a chance can be created. Uh, Mallorca has been decent, more than decent, I could say. At the beginning of the season, they only lost at San Mamés, uh, and they were very good against Athletic Club Bilbao, at least in the first 40 minutes of the game. When it comes to Real Madrid, you know, what I find amazing about Real Madrid is the fact that they can play any role depending on what the game is asking them. Um, for example, what the game demands them to perform. So, for example, the other day against Inter Milan, Real Madrid needed to be solid and they managed to be solid. Of course, they considered chances in the first half. Who doesn't at San Siro? But they didn't concede a goal. Uh, against Valencia, they needed to match the Valencia's intensity. They did it as well. Uh, if they need to score a lot of goals like the day against Levante, uh, just to throw again, they do that as well. So they got like different uh, registers. They know how to uh, adapt to what the game is uh, presenting them. 
And this is something that uh, makes them tremendously uh, capable of uh, competing in every stage. And I think that Carlo Ancelotti, uh, yesterday or against Valencia, he understood that the game needed attackers, players with uh, quality. Uh, and Isco and Camavinga ended up playing in that game. Uh, that, would, that with Zidane would have been impossible. Camavinga, who, by the way, is playing very well at the beginning of the season. Uh, and then what to say about Vinicius and Benzema. Between them both, they have scored 11 goals. So this is the best... Uh, partnership in La Liga so far. For this game, as I said, the outright market is not for me. Not for me. So I'm going to go to uh, for the following. Real Madrid to score in both halves. That pays 191. I really like that one. And Real Madrid to win both halves, which is not, not necessarily a consequence, you know, of uh, of my first choice uh, bet. But Real Madrid to win both halves. That pays 275. And if you want to squeeze a little bit more money out of your bet, Go for that one. But remedy to score in both halves, I think that is good enough. Mm -hmm. Usually we talk about Atletico in Madrid and we say Atletico to win to nil. I think in this case, in this season for Real Madrid, uh, many times we are going to see Real Madrid and both teams to score. This is uh, Caguenga's bet yeah. of 2.87. Yeah. Also, David is interested in seeing uh, both teams to score because it looks like uh, with uh, Carlo Ancelotti, he wants to score as many goals as possible and he doesn't care if Real Madrid get chances as he showed against Valencia putting on the pitch as many strikers and offensive players as he could to get the three points, something that we also see so in the first game they play and the only game so far they played at home in the season against Celta was a free flow attacking game but also considering many chances on the back we will see. And the last game we have on Wednesday, both teams from Comunidad de Valenciana, Rillon, Villarreal, Elche, and we see Elche actually with more points in this start of the season because we haven't seen a victory yet from Unai Emery's men. They drew in a very boring game against uh, Mallorca in the weekend after a very entertaining draw against Atalanta, I think. We can say positive things in some draws of Villarreal, for instance, against Atletico de Madrid, or negative, as we saw this weekend against Mallorca. Whereas for Elche, you spoke a little bit uh, in the beginning of the show. Álvaro, but six points, uh, we can say, is a very positive start. And you also mentioned Lucas Pérez scoring for two consecutive games. Only defeat in the season was against Atletico de Madrid, and they were very close also to get a point. They were close. At, at least they were close in the scoreline uh, because Atletico beat them 1-0, even though I think that Elche didn't actually have that defining chance uh, to throw that game. You know, They were close, but they didn't generate enough uh, attacking uh, danger uh, to at least get a, a point from Wanda Metropolitano, but it's true that they stayed in the game and Atletico, uh, until the 90th minute, they, they couldn't stay calm because Elche could, uh, you know, potentially have scored in any time. I think at Elche, they, they have been a very professional team this season. I spoke about them before. I think that the addition of Lucas Perez is very good for them. Um, I do believe that last season they were capable of uh, being competitive uh, when the scoreline is pretty tight. 1-0, one 1-1, one one, 2 one nil nil. They were always, or not always, but many times, uh, getting the better out of those situations. When it comes to Villarreal, it's strange. Um, because this season they haven't won a single game. They have drawn six games this season, six draws for Villarreal. So this is the time for them to step up and they have to step up because their calendar right now is as follows. They are playing against Elche, 
they are playing against Real Madrid, against Manchester United, and against Betis, who is having a good season. So this is the time for Villarreal. This game against Elche is the time to score uh, and to leave all their problems behind. So I hope Villarreal, or I think that Villarreal is going to win this game, despite not having Gerard Moreno yet, even though I wouldn't confirm that 100%, because you never know what sports science can do, but Gerard Moreno couldn't play uh, the previous game of Villarreal, so that uh, makes me think that maybe Gerard Moreno is rested for the game against Real Madrid. Uh, for this game, I'm going for the following. Maybe a win to nil for Villarreal is a good one here. That is 2.30. Villarreal defense is pretty decent and they didn't concede the goal last weekend. Uh, or a first half throw. I like this one a lot. That is 2.24. All right. Then on Thursday, we have three more games. Uh, Osasuna, Betis. Uh, you just said that Betis had a positive start of the season. They are coming from a draw that probably was a bit disappointing against uh, Espanyol after the crazy victory against Celtic in the Europa League and also another victory in the very last minute against uh, Granada. But for sure, Osasuna is having a very positive start of the season. Eight points, they beat uh, Alaves. But uh, rarely they are doing pretty way better playing away than at home. They are winless in the last four home games. Uh, if we take this season and also the previous one, as we can see here, poof, difficult to choose a winner, but I kind of like double chance maybe for Betis, like going for the away team here. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, the double chance for Betis is somewhere that uh, you should definitely consider uh, putting your money on. Uh, I am not going to choose the outright market, like the platform, to, to make some money here. I think that uh, Osasuna is getting so many good uh, results lately that uh, not packing them against Betis could be a little bit uh, crazy too. But at the same time, Betis is doing a good beginning of the season, decent at least. They beat Celtic the other day for three. And one thing that uh, separates this Betis from last season's Betis is that this Real Betis has a very big squad. Edu, I mean, the other day uh, against the Espanyol, they could field Borja Iglesias, they have Juanmi in the match day squad. They've got uh, William Jose, they've got Fekir, Canales, William Carballo, Guardado. Um, they've got so many, so many good players in this squad uh, that, you know, I'm tempted to think that Betis is going to get a bit farther than expected in the Europa League. But we're talking La Liga here. Osasuna at home, they've been very good. We know their style. Uh, normally they attack with the wingers uh, or with fullbacks uh, who put a lot of cross crosses. The midfielders from the back, uh, Roberto Torres, Moncayola, they always shoot from the long distance if they can. They are always ready uh, for the clearances from the opponent's defense. The strikers, uh, they are all uh, journeymen who are, who are capable of scoring 10 or 12 goals per season. Uh, so for this go game, uh, considering that both teams, they've got quality up front, I'm going to go for the both teams to score. That pays 180. I like it a lot, that one, actually. Uh, and if you want to get a little bit more money for your bet, maybe the over 2.5 goals is something that you should be back into uh, on the basis of what Osasuna and Betis they've been doing so far. I think that this is very realistic. Uh, that pays 217. Then let's move on to the next game. We have uh, Granada, Real Sociedad. We have uh, still to watch uh, the game uh, Barcelona-Granada and see how 
the Andalusian team reacts, but for sure it's not a good start of the season for them, not for Robert Moreno, as we analyzed uh, with the game against Barcelona. But we can say a lot of positive things, I think, for Real Sociedad because they had a tough week and they haven't lost against uh, rivals like Sevilla at home and PSV in the Europa League playing in Eindhoven. So 10 points so far, they are in Champions League spots, their only defeat of the season. One uh, was against Barcelona. That's why Alvaro, these odds, I think, for our away victory here are, are quite tempting. Well, I'm actually uh, sticking to one of them. Uh, Real Sociedad to win away. I like it. That doubles Ooh. up your bet. And I think that that is good enough. It's good enough. And uh, the week looked on Thursday evening at some point. Uh, Look difficult for Real Sociedad because they were trailing against PSV in Doven. Uh, Mario Golche scored for PSV, by the way. Uh, yeah. And I think Real Sociedad managed to stay competitive. They stayed in the game. They never uh, lost the plot and they got a draw uh, from the Netherlands. And then they drew against Sevilla as well. So terrific hats off for Real Sociedad. They know, however, that if they want to have any chance of qualifying for the Champions League, this game against Granada is key. I mean, after having done a decent job against Sevilla last week um, or in the weekend, they have to win this game just to make sure that they put themselves up there uh, in the in the best places of the La Liga table. So, Real Sociedad to win is something I like here. I think that Granada is uh, struggling at the beginning of the season. You have said that all already. The manager, Robert Moreno, is still finding a little bit his uh, way, uh, making sure that he doesn't lose grip uh, with the you know with the mid-table positions because otherwise Granada is going to find it uh, difficult to to finish 10th or 11th because I believe that this is the real target of the team seriously so Granada with two points Real Sociedad uh, after drawing against Sevilla I would say that Real Sociedad is the favorite to win away and I do like as well Real Sociedad to score in both halves uh, that pays 3-10 and again I mean it depends on how how much risk you want to take? Real Sociedad to win sounds like a reasonable thing. Real Sociedad to score in both halves is more speculative, of course, but if Real Sociedad wins, this is a big possibility. So I'll leave it to you, but I will go for Real Sociedad to win alone. Good enough, I think, these odds yeah. for Real Sociedad to win alone. And our last game of this six match day of La Liga is Cádiz Barcelona. We have very low odds for Barcelona to win. Still, we have to see how they bounce back after that defeat in the Champions League. But be careful because Barcelona, if you put it, for instance, this game in an ACA, because Ankur is telling us that he's very <laughs> pissed off because Roma ruined his ACA with that defeat against Verona. Because Barcelona is going to make a lot of money. Eh? 26, he said. 26, good yeah. money. My God. Five. You get 100. And uh, Barcelona lost last season against Cadiz. Remember, even they drew at the Camp Nou 1-1. And Cadiz, they got the first victory of the season against uh, Celta. But, well, difficult, I think, to see no? Barcelona making a mistake here and not taking the three points. Yeah, but it's so strange, Barcelona, this season. I mean, from every Barcelona uh, game, I have taken different conclusions. There is no like storyline. There are no like, uh, how to put it? Uh, you know, when, when you watch Atletico de Madrid, for example, or when you watch Sevilla, mm, you see that what happens in the game sticks to the narrative uh, you got from these teams. 
what happens to Barcelona is not sticking to any narrative. Maybe what happened against Bayern is the only thing that sticks to a certain narrative. Bayern is better than Barcelona, but against Real Sociedad at the beginning of the season, Barcelona win comfortably. Then against Athletic Club Bilbao, they deserve to lose, but they drew. And against Getafe, they did a terrible game at home and they managed to win. So, which Barcelona are we going to see here? I believe that for this game, and I'm saying again, uh, when I talk about Barcelona, I really have to reckon my brains. Uh, I believe that what Barcelona is going to suffer most from is the fact that they don't have good scorers right now. They've got Memphis, who is uh, basically a, an only man show so far, Barcelona with Memphis. And they've got Luke de Jong, who, you know, he, he doesn't have a top speed. Uh, if he plays far away from the box, he is very irrelevant. And these are the strikers that Barcelona are going to field against Cadiz. So uh, I think that Barcelona is going to struggle to score goals. I'm not going for the outright market. I think that the values there are not too convincing for me. You could have a look to the double chance. Why not? That pays 278. And not for me, though. Uh, double chance for Cadiz, by the way. But I'm going to go for the under 2.5 goals for the reason I told you before. I think that Barcelona, uh, whenever they produce an attack, they only have one or two players who can score goals, but they've got uh, nowhere near the quality of some other teams. And uh, this is going to cost them a little bit at the beginning of the season. And I hope that Barcelona doesn't lose the title by November. Uh, they have to recover Dembélé, Agüero, and Ansu Fati ASAP, because at the minute it's Luke de Jong, who's playing up front with uh, the poor Memphis Depay, who will have a terrific beginning of the season. But uh, again, mm, he needs uh, some teammates around him. So the under 2.5 goals is my favorite thing here. That is 245. Okay, Alvaro, great. We have some ideas and some tips to put our money on in this uh, six match day midweek uh, match day in La Liga. Let's finish off the video with your spectacle. Yes, of course. Uh, a win for Atletico de Madrid, uh, Real Madrid to score in both halves, Villarreal to win, and both teams to score in the Osasuna Betis game. That pays 14 21. And I let me say that again, please. Win to nil for Atletico de Madrid. Real Madrid to score in both halves. Villarreal to win and both teams to score in Osasuna Betis. 14-21. All right, 14. Your odds, uh, 21. Thanks again and let's see each other on Friday because we have more La Liga games. This is never stopping. And thanks everyone also for watching the video. And still, you can leave a comment below telling us your prediction. And don't forget and click on the like, subscribe, click on the bell to get notifications. Help us to keep growing the channel. And see you very soon. Enjoy La Liga. Bye. Bye.